And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. Welcome to The Remnant Warriors. Welcome to Gideon's 300. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Still kind of digging out from the aftermath of that tornado that has hit the south. And uh, they're saying at least 88 dead in the aftermath. We know it's probably going to be more than that. Um, They're having a hard time even counting the victims. And uh, just a a tragedy. Um, You know, unbelievable what's happened in that situation. And uh, we're praying for all those involved and for the families and those people that have been affected by this horrible. Uh, what I, I think it's uh, very suspect. I have to be honest with you. I think it's very the whole thing is suspect to me. Um, you know, I've been studying weather war- warfare for years now. Um, somebody kind of, you know, turned me on to it a while back and, and, and started, you know, looking in the harp and, um, you know, started realizing that these co- these countries have had weather manipulation technology now since the 1960s so it's not it's not some crazy conspiracy although they they always want everybody that looks into anything you know if you look into anything that's uh other than the mainstream narrative that it's climate change it's climate change. that's why we're having this climate change did you know that even though they've been they've been pushing now if you follow the climate change movement these climate people that they call us climate deniers if you follow the climate change people, they've changed their story so many times over the years. For those that recall, first it was global cooling. Remember, we we're going into an ice age, you know, be prepared for the next ice age. And then it was we're going into global warming. Remember global warming and the oceans are all going to, you know, the, the Arctic, uh, the snow caps are going to melt and the, you know, it's just going to be a disaster. And meanwhile, Obama's buying, you know, a home right there on the on the water. But, you know, so it, it's their actions don't. Uh, go along with what they say you know uh you got you got uh al gore remember al gore and you know the guy has just made millions and millions of dollars being the poster boy for this whole thing uh but then you know that so at first it was global cooling then it was global warming and then they realized you know what we better just uh make this real easy for everybody so that we can just you know tax them without having any real uh, facts behind it so then they just said climate change we'll just call it climate change and then every major weather event is going to be blamed on this and then we're going to use it to tax the people and you know the carbon tax and you know the new green deal and all that stuff that they really are trying to push in the you know the new world order agenda which again another conspiracy but uh we know that actually if you look at the documents on their own website see that's what i when people say you know it's a conspiracy i just you know you want me to show you the world economic forum website you want to look into the Great Reset book that Klaus Schwab wrote. You want to see, you know, what the CFR and the Bilderberg Group and these groups have been talking about for for decades now. Uh, UN Agenda Twenty One, UN Agenda Twenty Thirty. You know, when you when you're familiar with those documents and what they've been trying to, you know, put into motion now, which they have been putting into motion for many many years now, then you could see, you know, what 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 exactly is the conspiracy? Where's the conspiracy? I, I you know. Because it's right there on their website. But see, that's what they do. They have to put the information out there. And it's so in our face. But because there's still a good portion of the people that are in the matrix that haven't been red-pilled yet, that still get their information from the corporate media, which is 90% owned by six corporations. I call them the modern-day prophets of Baal. So it, they, they just would rather be, you know, they want, they're like the people in high school that really wanted to be cool, like really bad. And they would, remember those people, they would just do anything. To be cool. 
And that that's kind of like these these people. I'm you know I'm not trying to mock them, but I'm I'm praying. You know I think movements like this one is what's waking up, and that's why waking up people is so important. Um, you know we're believing for a, an end time harvest that we believe has already begun. And in that, a lot of people are being awakened, uh, you know, by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord, and, you know, also by truth tellers and people that are that are helping to do that. You know, people like myself and others in this movement, maybe you, uh, you know, talking to people, taking the time to show them and to walk them through some of these things. And, and, and different people wake up from different things. And what I love about this, just, just to bring it back to the Bible and to what the Lord's doing is that the Lord is using this, you know, I guess you would call it like a patriot movement or the MAGA movement. And and some people, you know, I'm seeing this as we go around the country. It's really an amazing thing. And and they started being awake, you know, by by looking into what happened in 2020 in the election or they, you know, maybe before that, but in this whole MAGA movement, you know, you got Lexit and, you know, Blexit and, uh, you know, all the different groups uh, that have exited uh, the Democrat Party and the establishment. And um, and so, you know, you got all these people that that left, you know, the the for years they had been buying into this nonsense and then they 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 awakened, you know, and, and so they started in this Patriot movement, but they ended up coming to know Jesus. See, the Lord uses it for his glory because a lot of the people in the movement are Christians. So once you're open to truth and you're open to researching and, and you're not just going to be spoon fed by the corporate media, you know, and, and that's why we're such a threat. And that's why they hate us and they and they target us and they use every method that they can. And as your voice gets bigger and as you become more of a problem for them, they go after you harder and harder and harder. So that's what I've learned over the last couple of years is is like they have these different ways that they go after you, you know, to try to silence you, to try to scare you, uh, because that means you're over the target, you know, and that's why we, you know, we really do need your help and your support because it's 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 a battle. It's a huge battle. And you know, it's like they say, you know, next level, more devil, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't get you through it because he does. And and the Lord is far more powerful than, you know, Lucifer. I mean, thank God. Uh, Lucifer is a fallen archangel and God is the God of heaven and earth that sits on the throne. So not comparable, uh, but there is warfare involved. And many of you are going through that warfare because you are awake and you speak some of these things and, and maybe you put it on your social media or maybe at, you know, family dinners or, you know, people know that you're awake and, and you've done your best to wake up family members and children of yours and even your spouse. And we talked about this on Sunday and sometimes they're not the one that's, you know, they don't wake up as quick as you. So, you know, if you woke up and your spouse didn't, that becomes a little bit of an issue because now you're awake and you see what's going on and you understand how, how crazy all this stuff is. You know, because when, the first thing that happens when people awaken is usually they're, you know, they're kind of upset. You know, they're like, what in the world? Like, this is happening? Like, oh my gosh, you know? So, you know, that was my first reaction. Like, you know, at first it was like denial, like that can't be true. And then I started looking into it because I am a researcher and I am a truth seeker. And then I started finding, you know, things that validated that these things were true because it's like Reagan, trust but verify, right? So I would start verifying. I'm like, wow, wait, this is true. Wait, why isn't the media report? I thought the media was our friend. I thought that that's what, you know, investigative journalists do. Now, even I can remember in the 70s and the 80s, and for those of you that are over, you know, 40, you'll remember this too. There, there was a time in America when there was, you know, real investigative journalists, even in the mainstream corporate media. I mean, it wasn't, at that point, it hadn't been consolidated yet. It hadn't been completely taken over. Uh, by the deep state apparatus. But then as time went on, 
what happened is they just kept collapsing, you know, uh, all these all these media organizations into each other, and eventually they they you know came under the umbrella of these six corporations, and the corporations have an agenda. And you can look up Operation Mockingbird. Um, you know, one of the basics if you're just awakening, and I I always encourage you. The main thing for me as a pastor is to know the Word of God. So you know, make sure every day you know you don't don't get so wrapped up in all this other stuff that you're not studying the Word because the Word is the ultimate truth. And the word is what's going to set you up for ultimate success in your life. And especially as times get harder, you have to hide the word in your heart and you got to know the word. And the word is, the Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's nothing new under the sun, by the way. So I love history, but history tends to repeat itself. And so if you're a, if you're a student of history, you're going to be set up for success better than somebody that doesn't study history because there's a lot of things that are repeating, including what we're watching right now play out here in America and, you know, in, in many of the Western countries around the world, because this is, these are things that have already happened and, and we're seeing the same type of, of thing, but, you know, they use a little bit different, you know, they change it up a little bit, but it's, it's for the, for the most part, a lot of the same tactics that they used in the Bolshevik revolution that they used in Nazi Germany, uh, they used in Maoist, say, you know, China and, and the communist revolution there. So, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of, but because it hasn't happened in America before, or at least it hasn't successfully happened, um, you know, people are denying it because there's something called a normalcy bias where people just think that can't happen here. Like my whole life, this is the way it's been and nothing's going to change because this is just the way it is. And that's not true because things do change. And that's why we have to be watchmen on the wall and we have to have spiritual discernment. So the first thing I would say is know the word of God. And the Bible even says, study yourself to be approved. You should. You should study yourself to be approved. You should, you should know the word. Faith comes from hearing. We need faith. Hearing from what? The word of God. So first and foremost, make sure you take that time every day to get in the word and get in the word with your family. And if your family or your spouse is not awake, that's a great segue because as the Holy Spirit moves in them and they go deeper in their faith walk and they're not just a level one Christian, but they start going deeper. They're not just drinking milk anymore. They're, they're actually eating meat and going deeper in their faith. What's going to happen is the Holy Spirit. So if you have a spouse and they're a Christian, but they're not awake when it comes to all these other things, my advice to you would be go deeper in, in your faith with that person. Like, you know, hey, honey, let's let's study the Bible before we go to bed every night, you know, and that that's a great way because then, you know, and you, and you let's let's have a prayer time as a family, you know, or let's me and you let's let's pray together on the way to work. You know, let's get on the phone and pray or before we go to bed as a family, let's pray. So when you're doing that, you're praying together. And by the way, the family that prays together stays together. Right. But but not only that, you're praying together. And, and what's happening is you're going deeper in the word. You're going deeper in your knowledge of of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God is speaking to you and your spouse or and your family member. And so what happens is that that raises your awareness and it raises your discernment. And, and if you have better discernment and you're filled with the Spirit, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice, my sheep hear my voice. So that's then you start having this, this intimacy where the Spirit starts revealing things to you. And that's what the points where you need to get because once the spirit is revealing things and you know it's the voice of God and you and you have that that because that's just so I mean it's it's you can't even put a price to that. That's the most valuable thing. Think about that. The Holy Spirit giving you wisdom. The Holy Spirit giving I mean think about how priceless that is. It's priceless. I mean it's like there's so many areas in my life where I would have failed if the Holy Spirit didn't give me some unction 
or you know some type of understanding of a situation that I would not have had. It's a heavenly understanding. It's a spiritual understanding. And, and when you get that, that extra, because that, that is, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, there's no price that you can put to that because it's just worth its weight in gold. And then, and then that opens your eyes of understanding and your ears of understanding and it gives you discernment and wisdom. And then you're able to see the wolves and to see the assignments of the enemy and to see what's going on in the world and the rise in the spirit of Antichrist. And you understand the times that we're in prophetically and, and you, you start seeing the word of God come to life. It really comes to life. So that's my advice is that if you got a spouse or a family member that's not awake and it's frustrating, I know it's frustrating because sometimes they think you're crazy and maybe you can kind of like, you know, give them a little bit here and there, but you can't give them the whole enchilada. You know what I'm saying? If you give them the whole enchilada, you start talking about, you know, the sex trafficking and, you know, kids that are underground and, you know, all this stuff that people they just start looking at you like you're nuts. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of, you know, do a little bit at a time here. But, but the best thing is when the Lord reveals that to them and they come to you because they started to seek because they went deeper in the Lord. And that's just priceless. I mean, if they're having that revelation, and that's why so many of us in this remnant community, we, we kind of get it because we've all had similar revelations. And now you and I may not know exactly all the same things, but I love when I get with a fellow remnant person because we can, for the most part, have these types of conversations. And for the most part, they're tracking. And that is, I'm, I mean, there's just, oh my goodness, I can't tell you how much that means to me. When I find other, and I just, I just call them remnant people, but you know, you can call them whatever you want, you know, truth seekers or, you know, real Christians or real deal Christians, whatever term you want to use. I use the word remnant people, but that's what I mean by that is that people that get it, people that are, that are deep in, they understand they they're hearing from the Holy spirit. They're walking in discernment. They understand the lateness of the hour. There's an urgency and they're not just sitting there like la di da di da everything's good. You know, like the Lego movie, everything is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing that. Okay, they actually understand like, wow, we're in amazing times and things are moving fast and, you know, we have to get our house in order and, you know, we, we've got to be consecrated and we've got to live in holiness and purity and righteousness because the hour is late and the Lord is coming back for a church without spot and a wrinkle. And if there's open doors in our life, those are the doors the enemy is going to use. And, it, you know, it's just understanding those things. And again, it never means that we're perfect. I talked about that yesterday, all of sin and falling short of the glory of God. Christians are not perfect, but they're forgiven. Um, but we have a desire to hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? And so anyway, th that, that's just so important. So, you know, so let's just pray for our spouses and pray for the people in our lives that aren't quite awake yet, but the Lord is working on them. And that's, that's how that whole thing happens. But for whatever reason, God chose to wake us up and we understand it and, um, the battle is intense and, uh, you know, you can just see like every day they're still coming after president. I mean, why would they still be coming after Trump? Let's just think about this. Okay. He's supposedly not the president. And I agree. Like, I don't think he's the, you know, I think he's the legal president. Like in other words, he won, but I, you know, he's not in the white house. I don't think he's running the country right now. I'm going to be honest with you. That's from, from everything that I've been able to observe and the people that I've been able to talk to for the most part, I would probably say pretty you know, pretty um, sure about this, that President Trump is not running the military and he's not running the country. But I do think he won the election. I think, you know, there was people that for the very, you know, at the at the very lowest uh, level, you know, let's just take everything else out. We know they use the mail-in ballots 
and we know that they dumped thousands and thousands of those. Now, of course, there's the other layers with the machines and you know all the other things, the dead people and all the, you know, you just go on and on and on. And for a good portion of this whole last year, this is what we've been fighting for. And, you know, I was just talking to Wendy Rogers, I mean, in the green room, like, you know, a couple of days ago, she's been fighting out there in Arizona and I was just hitting her with the pointy questions like I do. Wendy, is there evidence? She says, yes, there's evidence. I said, is it substantial? She says, yes, it's substantial. I said, well, what's going on? You know, what, what is the problem? Is it the attorney general out there in Arizona? She says, well, he's got all the information. You know, we've given it all to him and we're, and we're trying to determine if he's going to do anything with it. it. To me, it seems like he's stalling until the next election cycle. So he just, is, you know, I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, people try to say, well, nothing happened with the Arizona audit. That's not true. There was a lot that happened with that Arizona audit. But, you know, there's these people that are in positions of power, like the attorney general of Arizona. And for whatever reason, it gets stuck with them. And, you know, we watched this in the in the House and the Senate, you know, on January 6th and, and with Pence you know, where he went ahead and validated uh, the election, you know, and, and, and I don't think uh, this community will ever uh, trust him again because he did that, you know, and I think the guy had aspirations. I think he wanted to be president, but, you know, he, he basically threw it out the window that day. I don't see him ever getting uh, this MAGA community or, you know, this uh, patriot community or, you know, remnant believers to trust him because how can you? Now, I know some of you guys like him still. Um, I personally don't trust the guy much because it, it just appears that, you know, I mean, how could anybody have done that? I mean, how could anybody have turned this country over when they had the power to stop it or at least look into it? You think you're telling me that the Democrats, if they were in that position in the exact same situation were in reverse, they wouldn't have used every single tool. You better believe they would have. OK, because they're still using every tool right now. So, you know, it, I, you know, Pence made a huge mistake and I think it's going to be hard for him to ever recover from that unless there is some covert plan that we don't know about. And, you know, I, whenever I go to, I speak around the country and, you know, there's some precious remnant warrior will come up to me and they'll say, Pastor Todd, you know, President Trump is still president though, right? He's still, you know, and, and, and look, I'm not mocking. I'm not mocking. Like, I get it. Like, there's people that are out there that are saying that. Uh, that is not my view right now from, you know, I, I kind of look at the whole picture and everybody that I've talked to and people in the Trump family that I've talked to and all different types of people that I've asked very pointed questions, generals and, you know, ex-Trump administration people. And I've asked them point blank. Now, again, of course, they wouldn't be, you know, I don't have that that clearance that maybe if there was some operation, you know, they probably wouldn't tell Pastor Todd. But I'm just telling you, I've been with high level people and I've asked very, very, you know, pointed questions many times. And so, you know, I'm, I'm under the belief that, no, I don't think President Trump is currently president. I, I, I really think that something happened to where, you know, the election was was able to be stolen and uh, we are where we are but I, th I think that there's still a lot of hope I think that you know w there's been a lot of, um, of the state legislators that have tightened the voting rules and um, I think that they've been able to you know make it where it's a little bit more um, you know fair uh, because they've gotten rid of some of the things that they pulled in 2020 and they've they've made it where the, you know there's a little bit more voter integrity and a little you know these are the things that we've been fighting for around the country is, is election integrity and I think a lot of these state legislators have indeed, uh, especially, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the Republican state legislators in, in states that are run by the Republicans. For the most part, you know, there has been some some good things that have happened with regard to election integrity in many states so that they can't just keep stealing these things. But um, I'm still concerned. Um, I also think, wow, like, could you imagine if we have to wait until 2024, you know, how much Biden and Harris and this 
group of people that are, you know, the occupants uh, right now, just think about what, what they've been able to accomplish in just this last year and how damaging it's been to our constitution, our religious liberties and freedoms, our rights. Um, you know, we don't even know. I mean, are they going to get rid of the filibuster? Are they going to uh, try to stack the courts? Are they, you know, pack the courts? Are they going to, you know, there's just so many things that they still could do if they really wanted to go gangbuster and just go crazy. And uh, that's what they do. That's what these people do because they don't care. They're not like the right. See, the right's all worried and, you know, what, how's it going to look? How's the media going to report? You know, are they going to come after me? The left doesn't care. They're revolutionists. You know, they're just like, yeah, just go for it. Gangbuster. And they, they really don't care. And because they have the media apparatus, for the most part, on their side, uh, you know, look at the difference in reporting from Biden to Trump. I mean, it's like night and day, you know. I mean, could you imagine if President Trump were to be doing some of the things that Biden has done? I mean, he would have been maligned every day. I mean, there was a Friday hit piece that went into the weekend every single week for the entirety of the Trump administration. There was some scandal, you know, something that they went into the, the weekend news cycle with. Every Friday, they would drop a bombshell. And it was, it was, and then the talking heads would talk about it all weekend. And, you know, we, we, we had to live through it. We've been through a lot as a community. And now, you know, as it comes full circle, you know, where I'm saying is, is that, Ultimately, and, and I'm taking this back to the spiritual again, because ultimately it's a battle of light versus darkness. This whole thing is if the church does its job and is actually the church and preaches the full word of God and stands for righteousness and stands for the entirety of truth and is bold and occupies and actually gets out there like the Greek word ekbalo, which is in the word of God, which is to go out, to cast out and to drive out. So if we do our job in the great commission and as the church and we go out and we cast out and we drive out, if we do that, then ultimately what happens is the, the repercussions, because what will happen is, you know, that if a nation turns back to God and the judgment is taken off from, you know, the, 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 the murder of the innocent, let's start there. You know, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, I believe that'll change, that'll shift things. We're no longer we asking for judgment, but instead we'll be we'll be going in the right direction instead of going in the wrong direction, which we've gone for so many years in the wrong direction. And we will start to go in the right direction and let it go to the states because then it'll be up to the states and the judgment will come on the state instead of the federal government. And, you know, maybe we can actually see our nation, you know, that would be a, a major tipping point. It would be a major shift in our nation if we stop murdering the innocent. Okay. And that's why every pastor and every church and every person of God needs to understand. I really believe this. It's not Todd saying this. I believe it's the Lord is saying this is a, 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 a crucial battle. You know, that's why, remember, we fought so hard for Kavanaugh and, and Barrett and, you know, Gorsuch. You know, this is it. This was what, what, what was it about? It was about the abortion issue. And, and now this is on the table. And I'm telling you, friends, God is watching this all. He's watching what the church is going to do. So if the church stands up and the pastors stop being so afraid, and, and you know, I'm not trying to bash, I hear a lot of bashing out there of pastors. I'm not trying to bash pastors because I understand pastoring is not easy. And, and you know, I, I have mercy for pastors as the Lord does. But the thing is, pastors, we, we can't bow down to government. Okay, we can't bow down. We've got to be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We've got to stand. We can't be bowing down to the idols of this world. That includes abortion. That includes, you know, biblical marriage. Okay, evolution. We can't, you know, it's not about evolution. It's intelligent design. The Lord is the creator. You know, all these different things that we've allowed our children to be indoctrinated and propagandized in these in these government schools. 
and and they're pushing you know borderline pornography on these young people and sex education and telling them they're like 46 genders and all these ridiculous things you know that they're racist and all this stuff that they're teaching these poor kids and we've got to take back the territory for the kingdom of god and so the church has to occupy we can no longer be silent we can never be the silent majority again We can't go back to our complacency. We can't go back to our apathy. And every pastor, not some pastors, all pastors, we've got to stand up. And for those that think like, oh, well, if I just preach the Bible, they'll leave me alone. If you're preaching the full Bible, they're not going to leave you alone. Because this is a culture war, and it's a spiritual war. And ultimately, the, the people that they're coming after are biblical Christians. That's this whole thing. You know who the devil wants. He wants to go after the biblical Christians. Of course he does. So that's why they want to silence dissenting voices. The pastors are on the front line, and we've got to stand. And it, it's, it's critical. It's crucial, and it's important that we do this. And if we do this, we're going to see a shift. But so, the, you know, as much as all these things that I've talked about, the election integrity issues and, you know, all the different things that are on the table right now, the abortion, you know, all these different things that are very, very important issues, you know. I mean, the, obviously all the stuff with COVID and all that and, and taking away our rights and our freedoms – um, you know, for, for mandates that are not even law, but yet are being enforced. And uh, these are unconstitutional. And so we, the, the judges have to stand for the Constitution. That's their job. That's what they took an oath to do. Okay, we have a great Constitution in this country. It's, it's an amazing document. With, uh, if they just follow that, we'll be in good shape. But unfortunately, there's activist judges and there's guys like Soros that are putting in people that are non, you know, they don't care about the Constitution. They rip it to shreds, just like Nancy Pelosi took that speech and ripped it to shreds. That's what they want to do with our Constitution. And they want to take away our rights and our freedoms. And when they take them away, you don't just get them back easily. Okay, when, when rights and freedoms are taken away, there's usually a war that has to happen in order to get them back. And I, I think we all need to think about that. It's like, it's like Benjamin Franklin said, we give you a republic if you can keep it. If you can keep it and we need to keep it. So for us to keep it, that means we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be educated. We've not, we've got to be activated and uh, there has to be an action. And so, um, you know, right now where I'm at on this whole thing is yes, talk about all these things stand. I mean, you hear me on different radio interviews and different speeches and I talk about these things, but, but the ultimate thing that we can do, the ultimate thing that we can do is turn back to our first love, Jesus Christ. If we do that, if we really repent and we turn back to Jesus and we and we start preaching the full Bible and we do it boldly in every church, imagine if every church did this and we started teaching real biblical Christianity, that marriage is between a man and a woman. I mean, let's just be honest. That's what the Bible says. I didn't write it. That's what the Bible says. Okay, that abortion is murder. Okay, it's a murder of the innocent. It's a murder, you know, and, and that's in the word of God. Thou shall not murder. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Okay, so we got to stop murdering our babies. We've got to stop lying about what marriage is. We've got to stop with all these lies. Okay, these are not, this is not what the Bible says. And if we stand by the Bible, we stand by the Constitution. Now, they're not the same. Obviously, the Bible is more important, but the Constitution is still very important, especially for Americans, because the Constitution was inspired by the Bible, and the people that wrote the Constitution were also inspired by the Bible, and for the most part, were believers in Jesus. So uh, they work together really well, and that's why the deep state, the shadow government, the globalists, the cabal, whatever you want to call them, want to take away our inalienable rights. And that's what they're doing. And they're, and they're, you know, Obama was not lying when he said to fundamentally transform America. That's what they've been trying to do, fundamentally transform America. And they've been doing a pretty good job of it. And uh, now we're seeing we're at this, you know, this critical crossroads, this precipice period 
And, uh, you know, it all just depends on what we're going to do from here. So, um, you know, boy, I could talk, right? I could just go off on this stuff. But we'll be back on the second uh, second part of the show today. And uh, this is the Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant. It is 12-14-2021. And uh, we'll be right back after this uh, commercial break. everybody, Pastor Todd here, and I just want to thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We are fully listener supported, and we so much appreciate your support. It's your support that gets this show out there, and many people are being uh, awakened uh, by this broadcast. In fact, the broadcast continues to grow, and you are a blessing to me and to this remnant community. If you're able to support us, uh, please go to toddcoconato, T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give toddcoconado.com slash give and that's how you support the program and we are out here doing everything we can to share the truth and to be a light in this dark world and by the way i believe we're winning and we're taking back the territory for the kingdom of god thank you so much for your support god bless you hey everybody pastor todd here and i want to remind you if you go to mypillow.com mypillow.com and you use the promo code REMNANT, you can get up to 66% off of your order. MyPillow.com promo code REMNANT, up to 66% off of your order. It also helps us fund the operation. Thank you so much for everybody that goes there. It's a huge help to us. It's a help to this broadcast. It's a help to Mr. Lindell and a MyPillow that has banned them. I mean, so many stores and, and retailers have banned MyPillow just because he was trying to bring out the truth about the 2020 election. So here's a way to support him and to support this show and also to get some great product. MyPillow.com, promo code REMNANT. Thank you so much and God bless you. Pastor Todd here. This is The Remnant. Todd Coconato Show, 1214 edition, second half of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, boy, we sure we sure had a lot to talk about on that first segment. I didn't even get to like half the things I want to talk about. But thank you guys uh, for just being on this journey with us. You know, we're all on this journey together. And uh, I'll tell you, when I put up the prayer requests on the Todd Coconato Facebook page, it's amazing the requests that come in. And I just want you to know we pray for every one of those uh, and, and we take the time to go through that as a ministry. So if you put up a prayer request on there, just know we're praying for you. And, um, you know, it means a lot for us to know how we can be praying for you. And I'm thankful to those that are willing to share your needs and your requests. You know, the Bible even says, make your request, you know, be known before man. And that's what you're doing. So thank you. And the Bible also says where two or more agree, where they're gathered and they agree. And that's what we're doing is we're agreeing in prayer over these matters and many of you write me, and please do if this happens, I believe it's going to happen in your situation. You know, when you have the breakthrough, write me and say, hey, Pastor Todd, we had the breakthrough. Here's what happened, because that encourages us, because uh, sometimes, you know, I'll be sitting there for like a couple of hours, um, you know, people wonder where I am. I'm not posting on social media. I'm not doing certain things. Well, that's what we're doing. We're praying. And uh, look, you know, I believe in prayer, okay? I don't just do this to do it. I think you guys know that by now. Uh, but for the newer listeners, there's people that are kind of just knowing about us. You know, this isn't like a game. It's not a clickbait for me. It's not about building a big ministry. You know, it's not about having my name in lights or on some big billboard. That, that has nothing to do, okay? We want to be people of action. 
And, uh, you know, there's sometimes we do things that we don't even talk about. Like we, we've sent some help to uh, several of these churches that are in the Religious Liberty Coalition that have been affected by uh, the tornadoes. Um, so if you, you know, if you feel like, uh, you know, you want to help in that, you can go to the website, toddcoconado.com slash give and just, uh, you know, donate to the Religious Liberty Coalition on there. It'll say right there on the website, you know, Religious Liberty Coalition, that fund will go towards uh, not all of it, but, you know, some of it, because that's where we're taking it from to help these churches that have have had, uh, you know, damage. And, you know, there's several of them, even in our RLC group, there was two of them. Uh, that that received some damage so we're trying to help them and anyway thank you for your benevolent hearts and we appreciate you so much and um you know it's, it's just every day there's like something you know there's like something new and um we're just navigating through it all i am going to be in uh, phoenix uh, this weekend uh, for america fest and so i will be doing some coverage of that and there'll be a lot of great speakers there and um you know a lot of patriots coming together i think ten thousand people are coming together out there so that should be pretty interesting um, I don't like traveling. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't really enjoy traveling, but I do enjoy meeting people and I do enjoy meeting you. And so if you're in Phoenix uh, and you want to hook up, you want to connect uh, and, and you know, shake you know, each other's hand and give each other a hug, uh, email me, Todd.Coconado, Todd.Coconado at RLCUS.org. And I'd love to meet you out there in Phoenix. And uh, if you can't you know, meet me this time, I'm also going to be there again, believe it or not. Uh, for the Reawake America Tour that's coming to Phoenix, I think, next month. I can't really keep track. I know we're going to Canton, Ohio. I know we're going to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're going to, let's see, where else? Uh, San Diego, California just got added. And uh, it looks like Oregon as well. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to be going to the Oregon one yet because I can't go to everyone. I've only missed, I think, Michigan so far, and I might miss Oregon, but I'll let you know. Uh, if enough of you reach out and say, Pastor Todd, please come to Oregon, I probably will. Um, but, you know, I just we've been doing a lot of traveling and it's hard because I'm only home for like a few days and then I'm back on the road again. And I just, you know, I've told you guys before, I want to make sure that I'm most effective. I, this isn't about me going out and doing a bunch of cool stuff like, you know, if I'm on the road, I want to be effective. I want to be, you know, ministering to people and. Um, you know, just doing the work of the kingdom because it's, this isn't about, you know, just being cool and going out and ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we stay in, you know, I stay in very like usually Hampton inns or, you know, one of the, you know, hotels like that, you know, something like a Hampton. I mean, I'm, I'm not in like a big suite. If I rent a car, you know, if I have to, it's an economy car, or it's, you know, it's a low, the, the cars are a lot to rent right now. And so that's what I'm saying. Like just to cover the trip, you know, it's a little bit expensive. And so it's like, even if you, you know, you go low budget and it's still, you got to get the airfare, the, you know, the food when you're on the road, you know, if we have to bring anybody from the team then you know, all that adds up. So it has to be, uh, there has to be a strategy for us to go. Like there's got to be a reason. It's got to be that we're being effective, that people are, you know, new people we're connecting with and, you know, it's helping the movement. It's helping, you know, do the Lord's work. Otherwise, you know, I'd rather be home because honestly, you know, I could do a broadcast and reach thousands of people. So, you know, is it worth it for me to go to all these places? But there is significance in it. And I will tell you, there's fruit, especially when we're praying with people and we're doing a bunch of interviews and, you know, a bunch of new people come into this community that are remnant people that maybe didn't know about us and stuff. So there's there's good stuff that happens. But I just I want to make you understand. I want you to understand that I really weigh this out in prayer and I ask the Holy Spirit because I don't want to just go somewhere just to go. And believe me, there's a lot of places that they invite us to that we don't go uh, because it's just not fruitful. And I just don't think there's going to, you know, and I don't want to be like, you know, I'm a pastor too. So I don't want to be like in a crowd where there's like a bunch of, you know, compromise and, and, you know, I'm kind of like out of my element. I don't mind going into, you know, places if I'm strategically going there to get people saved. But, 
you know, there's just there's just a lot of things that we have to weigh out. So, you know, just understand we do do that and we do pray over it. And I thank you to those that pray for our protection and that help us along the way. And the, the biggest thing to me, what I'm seeing, which is honestly I'm marveling over, like it's amazing, is the lines of people when we pray. And, um, it, you know, I've, I've honestly never seen so many people. I mean, I remember on 9-11, the churches were really full. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, a lot of times during a tragedy, you know, you'll see a lot more people open to the Lord and, and it's a great ministry opportunity. Well, we've been in that steadily now. So no matter what they're telling you on the on the fake news, you know, this is what's happened. People know that there's definitely more people that are awakening and that are you know like, yeah, something's wrong and they're worried and they're concerned and they're looking for answers. And we have the answer. The answer is Jesus. The answer, Jesus is the ultimate void filler. And so, you know, we just got to understand that. So, okay, a lot of you guys are appreciating like the realness. So I'm going to go back to the realness because I guess I just don't talk about this stuff a lot. So for the second half of the program today, uh, we're going to get into the realness of Hollywood. What did I see in Hollywood? So many of you guys probably know, maybe you've heard me on some other interviews. I was a child actor. So I moved from Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was born to Los Angeles, I think at the young age of around eight years old or so. And my mom, somehow she got me involved with a great manager. In fact, I still remember till the day, uh, the manager's name was Gene Page. It was Gene Page Management. And I don't know if Gene's even around anymore, but you know, many, many years ago, I used to have Gene Page Management. And then I had this great, um, you know, so you have an agent and a manager. And what would happen with the agent and the manager is that they'd get you booked on a bunch of stuff. If you had a really good, like an A-list, you know, like an a agent or a really good manager, they'd get you booked on a lot of great stuff. So I was being booked, you know, on all these principal roles and um, just really, really great, you know, commercial, national commercials. I did one uh, with, uh, let's see, Fernando Venezuela. And uh, like I think it was a Pepsi commercial or Coke. It was a Coke commercial. And then I did like Crest, uh, you know, toothpaste and I did General Hospital and Jake and the Fat Man and 30 something and who's the boss. And um, I'm trying to think of all the different shows I was on over the years. There was a lot of them. Um, but, you know, I, I got to see a lot of Hollywood. I was in some movies and you know, all this stuff. I mean, just so many things. And, you know, I think the Lord allowed me to see what was going on in Hollywood so that later, you know, I could share with you what happens because some of the young people that I was working with, now, not me personally, uh, thank God, I really believe his protection, you know, he had protection over me. I did not get molested, at least, you know, as far as I can remember. I don't, I don't, and I do remember some weird situations and kind of things where I felt a little bit weird, but it never got to the point where I personally recall being molested. I don't think I was, uh, but there were friends of mine were being molested and um, there was, you know, they, they had the casting couch, they call it the casting couch. And, you know, if you're a young actor and you're on this casting couch, sometimes they'll ask you to do things and, um, you know, sexual things. And this, this kind of thing really happens. Um, I know it happens because it happened to several of my friends. It did happen more to my female friends. I have to be honest. Um, people that I know that were female actor actresses, um, obviously, you know, female is an actress. Uh, but in this, in today's world, you better you better clarify that, right? Um, you know. But so, yeah. So you know, there was things going on, and you know, I I felt that, and I knew, you know, this was before I really had a. Uh, strong faith, but I had already, you know, my mom was starting to become a Christian. My grandparents were Christians, and I had given my life for the first time uh, at a Billy Graham crusade in Deerfield Beach. It was like around Florida. I think it was somewhere down there in Fort Lauderdale or something like that. 
um, you know, when I was like really young, like right around the time that I moved to California, my grandparents took me to a Billy Graham crusade. I went forward and accepted the Lord. Now that wasn't the end all be all. I still went back in the world, but that was my first encounter with the Lord. And I really believe that God, you know, pursued me. Um, you know, he, he's, he's the good shepherd. You know, he goes out after the one, he leaves the 99. That's what happened with me. He always pursued me. And so when I was in, you know, acting and then I, I think I stopped around 16 or so, but I, continued to hang around the Hollywood crowd, the young Hollywood crowd. I dated several Disney stars. Uh, you know, two of them you would know. I don't like to talk about it very much. Um, you know, great. I have no, nothing against them. I'm, I think they're both married now. I don't really keep up with them, but God bless them. You know, I have nothing against them. But I, I saw a lot of um, the Disney machine. Um, I saw, you know, a lot of the, the actresses that you, you know, you would know from Disney. And I saw what you know, the mind control and um, a lot of the stuff that, that happens, especially to a well-known actor or actress, um, there was there was a lot of manipulation. They had these people called, you know, I would call them handlers, and they, they basically controlled their whole life. I mean, they, they really had control over their life, and, you know, it's, it's very difficult. And a lot of the actresses and actors, they would get um, what I call multiple personality disorder, MPD, you know, where they would literally be fragmented. And uh, there was a lot of mind control. Look look up MK Ultra, and uh, look up some of those things. Now, I'm not saying that all that's happening. I think some of it's conspiracy, and they kind of, you know, go a little bit overboard, and there's some people that probably use it to their advantage to have a platform and talk about some of these things. But there is an element of that happening, and they're certainly handlers. I mean, people like Britney Spears would, would definitely, you know, if, if she could talk freely, she would let you know there's handlers, you know, and, and the Disney machine is one of the most deepest and darkest in this. And if you talk about it, you know, people end up dead. I mean, that's how crazy this thing is, you know. So, you know, I, I don't talk about it too much because I don't want that to be a focus and the media goes crazy on things like this and they'll, you know, they'll just take it to a whole nother level. So, you know, I just don't talk about it that much because honestly, people do end up dead and, you know, I'm not I'm never going to kill myself. I just want you guys to know that. So, you know, they really come after you hard when you expose this stuff. But, I, you know, I, I know a lot, you know, and I just want you to know, like, that's how I started understanding this stuff. So when I came to know Jesus, you know, in my early 20s and had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and dedicated my life. And, and so the Lord turned around what was meant for evil over my life to know all this stuff about Hollywood and all that. And he turned it for his glory. And I actually had a radio show on Salem uh, called Hollywood Alive, where I would interview people about what God was up to in Hollywood. So for when I got redeemed and restored, I really believed that I had an authority in Hollywood because of coming from Hollywood and then, you know, with free will coming to know Jesus and, and repenting of my sins and turning away from that life and becoming, you know, a Christian and then later a pastor, you know, there's, there's a spiritual authority in that. So I can, I feel like the Lord gave me that spiritual authority to go into Hollywood and to preach the truth and to preach holiness and purity and righteousness and the word of God and to see people getting saved and set free and healed and delivered. So it was a complete, complete, you know, 180, I guess, or, you know, yeah, you just, I turned around completely. And so I went from being partying with designer drugs and, and seeing all the stuff in Hollywood to literally being a pastor and, and ministering to celebrities and ministering to people in Hollywood. We, we would have Bible studies and, you know, um, it was just amazing the, the doors that the Lord opened once I got redeemed and restored and went back into Hollywood. And then the Lord eventually moved me out of Hollywood and, you know, I started getting more involved in government because government, there's a plumb line from Hollywood to government. And so I, it's all amazing. The journey is amazing what God has done. And then, you know, I landed in Nashville 
and I had no idea what was going to happen in Nashville, and it's just been such a journey. I mean, how many of you know that when you're serving the Lord, it's a journey. It's such a journey. I mean, you just you, it, the Lord takes you. It's like such an adventure, you know, from glory to glory. When you submit your life to him, and I, I want to speak to some of you that maybe you haven't seen the fruition of it yet, and you're, you're in the initial stages. I shared about that yesterday. You know, for many years, I was in the initial stages period, and I would kind of wonder, you know, when is this going to happen? And I just, all I knew was there was words prophesied over me, and I, I received those words. I knew that the Holy Spirit had put something in my heart. I knew I was going to be in, in ministry, and, you know, but it, it took a real long time. And so if you're on the steady, you know, the, the slow and steady way, which I think is the way of the Lord in many cases, because he allows us to be trained, you know, if he would give it all to us at once, it would be overwhelming. And, and, and a lot of us would fall flat on our face. So what he does is he incrementally expands the territory and he, and he, and he sees, you know, if you're faithful with what he's given you. We talked about that yesterday. You know, he gives you a little bit and then he sees if you're going to be faithful to that. And then if you steward it well or you do what you're supposed to do, then he expands the territory. It's like the prayer of Jabez. You know, he expands the territory. But the thing is, is like you got to be faithful with what he's given you and you can't let pride come in. I, I watch it so many times where the Lord will expand somebody's territory and all of a sudden their ministry will grow or different things will happen. And all of a sudden what happens is pride comes in. Well, when that pride comes in, that's it. I mean, pride comes before a fall. That's it. You know, unless you repent or you catch the pride. So, you know, when the Lord expands the territory, you can't be like one of these people that just gets real big headed and forgets where you came from. You've got to be humble throughout the whole thing. And you got to remember it's the Lord's and he's done it all. And you got to give him the praise and the glory. And you can never be like one of those people that gets big headed and, and, and loses the focus. Okay. And if you, you know, that's one of the main things about this program. If, if you listen to this every day, you'll understand this, but this is such a big philosophy of mine because it's from the Lord. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So when he starts lifting you up, the worst thing that you can do is start being haughty and prideful and forgetting where you came from. You've always got to remember what God has done in your life and you've got to stay humble because the Lord, just as fast as he gave, he'll take away and, and it'll become something that's not of God. And that's what's unfortunately happened in so many of these cases. And that's why so many people have been burned in the Christian world, you know, but for me personally, it's a passion of mine because I've lived this. And I've seen the, uh, you know, people say, well, child sex trafficking, that's, that's, you know, or pedophilia, that's, that's conspiracy. But see, for me, I have a different take because I was a child actor in Hollywood. So you're not going to be able to tell me that that's fake. You're not going to be able to tell me that's not happening because I've experienced at least an element of it and I've seen it firsthand. So it's not about me getting my information from somebody else. It's about me living it myself, you know, and, and understanding the dark, you know, that the, there's a dark satanic influence in that area of Hollywood that's that's corrupted so many people. And that's what it's intended to do and sending out corruption to the rest of the world, by the way. And it reminds me of Babylon the Great in the in the in the Bible, in the in the Revelation, you know, where where they're talking about how they sent out, you know, awful things around the world, you know. In fact, why don't we read that? Why don't we read that before we close today? Okay, so I'm gonna read from Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 18. We're gonna read the whole chapter. And it starts like this: it says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he, he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the holds of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. 
For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her as she has rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. How much has she glorified herself, and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and I shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for the strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her as well and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour that judgment has come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more, the merchandise of gold and of silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and, and all thine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and manner of vessels of precious wood and brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men and the fruits of thy soul lusted after are departed from thee and all things which were daintly and godly departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and, and saying, Alas, alas, the great city that clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls for in one hour so great riches has come to nout and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and many that trade by sea stood off afar. Does this sound familiar? And cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? All right, so I just, I just challenge you to read the rest of this. It's a long chapter. But Revelation 18, I've always thought, like, could this be America? Could, could America be Babylon the Great? I hope not. And what we're praying is that America is a Nineveh, not a Sodom and Gomorrah, that we turn from our wickedness. We stop murdering the innocent. We stop sending out pornography around the world. You know, we stop sending out smut and, you know, fornication and, and abortion and all the different things, you know, same-sex marriage, all the things that we've sent out. And we've literally put sanctions on other countries if they don't abide by these things. I mean, it's wild. And so, look, America has to repent. Do we still have time? I believe we have a little. But the, the message to the body of Christ has to be repentance. We've got to turn from our wickedness. If there's a righteous remnant, I believe there is, and that's why I think America is still here. And, and if you're listening from another country, you understand the influence of America, and you understand, you know, if you're watching in Australia, if you're watching different parts of the world, and you're listening, you know, I know you guys write me, and thank you. This isn't just an America broadcast. This is for the world. This is the remnant around the world, and this is an international broadcast. Uh, but I will tell you, I talk about America because if we get this in the American church and we repent and we stand 
and we push back, I believe we're going to see a great victory. But this is a precipice crossroads moment. And there needs this needs to be the clarion cry of the hour where everybody has to understand where we are in the timeline. The reprieve has been, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been in a reprieve. With Donald Trump, we had a reprieve. And I believe there's a little bit of an extension of the reprieve where even under Biden, we've still enjoyed for the most part, you know, some normalcy, even though it's been crazy, you know, it, it could be much worse. We could be under, you know, complete and utter tyranny right now. We're not yet, but, but we're getting to that defining moment of which direction it's going to go. And so, you know, the answer is not political, although I support political candidates. I speak to the mountain of government. I think the church needs to be involved and active. We need to go to our community meetings. We got to go to the school board meetings. We've got to get involved. It's a time of action. It's go time. But ultimately, what I've been saying, and I believe this, this isn't me. This is the word of the Lord, is I really believe that if we understand the urgency right now and, and the pastors get it and the church and the body and the ecclesia gets it, and instead of being closed, we open the doors of the church. My house shall be a house of prayer, says the Lord. We've got to be prayer warriors. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Fasting, declaring and decreeing, calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is what we've got to be doing right now. And if we do that and we travail and we intercede and we, and we corporately pray and fast and call upon the name of the Lord and ask him to heal our land, because that's what the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If we do that, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. So all the pride has got to go because pride comes before a fall. We've got to turn back to Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. It's not a political answer. It's not a Hollywood answer. It's not a money answer. It's a Jesus answer. It's Jesus. He's the answer. And if we understand that and we start embracing that in our situation, in our personal life, listen, we talk a lot about revival. Revival is new life. We need new life. And the only way that we're going to get new life is going, consecrating ourselves and turning back to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the answer to your personal situation. It's the answer to your marriage. It's the answer to your child that's a rebel. It's the answer to the people that think you're crazy and all the attack and the warfare. Call upon the name of the Lord. And I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching with you. Okay, because I'm preaching to myself too. The deal is, is that the answer, call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus. There's something about that name. And, and we've got to forgive one another and we can't, the friendly fire and all the nonsense that's going on, it's got to stop because we're in a battle. And the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and it's against principalities. And if that spirit of depression has been trying to come on you, because I know that you've been, you've been depressed. And, and you know what? Not a lot of people know about it, but I know it. Okay? Some of you have been depressed. I'm speaking to you right now, directly. And you've got to break that spirit of depression because that's meant to hold you down and hold you back. And the, and the devil's a liar and he's lying to you. Okay? God has made you fearfully and wonderfully. It's not a mistake that you're alive right now. He's got you alive right now. God's got you alive right now because he made you for this time. This is the hour for us to stand. This is the hour for us to shine. This is the church's greatest hour. We're going to see a very powerful harvest. And that harvest, listen, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And so it's so critical, crucial, important that we get this thing, okay? Call upon the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow. We love you. We bless you. God is good. He's faithful. We're going to win this thing. Hallelujah. God bless you.